Previously on Unpacked. My mom met her boyfriend in 2008. I saw the signs of abuse from the beginning. He assumed that my mom was cheating. That was the last time I get to share such a beautiful moment with her. And I still remember she was facing her, showing no sign of life. Kekekile Mabena shares the gruesome details of the day he found the butchered body of his mother in their home. This is part two of his story. Let's unpack. And I still remember she was facing her. showing no sign of life. And at the time, adrenaline is it's at its peak. It's, it's running from my head to my toe. Um, we, we both scream her name. We run outside. And I believe at the time, we are fearful of what if this guy's in the yard, roaming around. And Was the thought in your mind that you immediately thought it was him? Yes. There was no thought in your mind that was like, who could have, you immediately thought it was him? I knew it, it has to be him. And I believed it right on this spot. And when you say, you know, you saw mom lying on the carpet in a pool of blood, what state was she in? I believe I wouldn't even say he was, she was in, in, in a critical state. I saw that uh, there isn't any life. In terms of what you saw physically, in terms of, because you are saying, you know, it did not seem there was life in her, but there's blood everywhere. What are you seeing happening on her physically? She's wearing her dress, the one that she normally Whereas when she's doing all the home chores. And by looking at the blood, I can see that it's it's flowing from the head. And at that time, her face has also changed which I believe is as a result of that intense bleeding. And after that, we are running outside. It's a village, the, the houses are, are not clustered, they are very scattered. But I believe that's when we cried our loudest cry. And we screamed and the neighbors at that time were able to hear. Then they came, one of the neighbors 
had my aunt's contact. She called her. And at that time, the other neighbor was taking us to, to her place, trying to take us out of the scene. We went to her place, and when we got there, when we were looking through the window, that's why I'm saying everything happens so very fast. When we were looking outside the window, there were sirens. Police, ambulance, and that neighbor was trying to calm us down to say, I know you have seen all the lights outside. You have heard all those sirens, but your mom is going to be fine. They took her to, to the hospital. And to be quite honest, I was not convinced at that time. Mm. I knew because I am the f we are the first people to arrive at the sea. Mm -hmm. So there isn't anybody who can come and lie and try to convince us that there's something good that is going to come out of what we have seen. Mm -hmm. Then they take her body, they, they clean the carpet, then that's when my aunt came to, to fetch us. You didn't see this happening? Yes. Did you, you saw them taking her body? No. So you are still now at somebody else's house yes. while they're taking her, her body yes. and you are being told, don't worry, she's going to be okay, she's been taken to the hospital. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So my, my aunt comes to that neighbor's house and She's coming to, to, to collect us so that we go back to the house. And when we get there, I see the carpet, the, 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 the carpet is cut. Mm. So they were trying to, to remove that, that blood. Mm. And it's already late. The police are there. And even my family is still telling me that my mom will be fine. Mm. And I believe for my family at that time, they also didn't know how to react to it. Mm. And that was the only way out. They were still trying to process their emotions and still trying to gain the courage on how they are going to deliver the news. Mm. And eventually they tell as that your mom is normal. And at that time, there isn't time for me to process. Mm. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm in my own space to say, mm. no, we, we, we'll look at it tomorrow. Mm. Maybe this is, not, this is not true. And the thought of the police coming back to our place and saying we didn't find the guy, it made me to be so very angry and be so uh, at at be at not 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 at ease mm. because I'm scared. I'm shocked. 
at that time, I'm not even getting the time to feel my feelings because there's a lot that's going on. And I didn't sleep that night because of how scared I was mm. to say, now my aunts are here, my grandmom is here. What if he comes back and finishes off? Mm. And I felt at that time that the police shouldn't sleep until they get here. Mm. And waking, in fact, it's not really waking up. When the sun, when the sun rises, another, it's another day. And in the morning, this guy's sister is coming to, to our home. And I can... When you say this guy, you mean your mom's Yeah, boyfriend. my mom's boyfriend. Boyfriend. Yes. So his sister comes. Yes. He comes to, to our place. I think at that time I wanted to, to go to, to the toilet. Mm. So I believe they realized that, in fact, they, they, they saw her and they were trying to come up with ways of obstructing me not to go to, to the toilet because I have to, to exit the house. Mm. And obviously by the time that lady gets in, in the yard, mm. I'll be facing, I'll be facing her. And they, they didn't know how I was going to, to react. Mm. And unfortunately at that time I also saw that the sister was approaching our home. And at that time I was so angry. And all that was going on in my mind was for me to get out of the house and chase her away. To say, if you're here to apologize, we don't need that. The only thing that I need right now is my mom. No amount of apology will bring her back. So I don't want any words of sympathy. The only thing that I want is my mom. That's the only thing that will make sense. And they escort me, I go outside, go to the toilet. What I had planned to do when I saw her, I became very weak. The only thing that I could do was to burst in tears. Mm. I went to the toilet and I came back. And when I came back, They relate the news to us to say that guy, he has hanged himself. Now I'm getting into another episode of emotions where I felt that he took a cowardly way of doing things. He owed me so much mm. because I wanted to know why did you do it? And what is it that was going through your mind? And 
how were you thinking that we are going to to survive without mm. our mom? You saw how close we were. And how beautiful our relationship was. How dare you do that? Mm. And even the time, there isn't any time to process the emotions. I go back to school, my little sister go back to school. And going back to school and facing the teachers, facing the learners, it's making everything worse. Because it's like everybody knows about what has happened. Mm. And when you get in there, people are just looking at you. You see that they want to give you that hug, but they don't know the words that they want to utter. Mm. They don't know the words that will be sufficient to comfort you. And there comes a time where my mom's passing need to be, to be said at the assembly. Mm. And at that time, everybody's looking at me. Mm. What is it that is going to happen to me? And the teachers are there, are giving me the support but there isn't anybody who's saying anything to me. And I, beca- I think it's because they, they had no words to utter to mm. me. Mm. I go home. In fact, during the day, it will get better because I'm with my friends. Then there comes a time when I need to go home and I'm going back to the very same situation. And every day when I came back from school, it was playing in my mind. Mm. I felt as if, in fact, I, I felt that, why is it that when I get home, then somebody will tell me that this is not true? Mm. And when I get home, everything is playing itself. I get to see my grandma, which I believe she's one of the reasons that made me to be brave enough. Because I was looking at her, she was not crying. Mm. And having to think that she lost her son, she was short. And I was looking at her time and again and drawing strength from my grandma and saying, if you are strong, after all these traumatic events, and these are the seeds of your womb, Mm. if you are still this strong, who am I not to be? And there comes a time when she she has to be buried. Mm. On that day, the body comes in the morning, we go and, and, and bury her. And were you able to go and view her body? Was the body in a state that you were able to view? No, it was not in a state where it was able to be viewed. And at that time I was also concerned that 
they were going to be buried on the same day. And they were going to be buried at the same cemetery. Mm. Fortunate enough, he was buried at another cemetery, which made the situation to be better because I didn't know how I was going to react at that time, whether I was going to break down or what was going to happen at that time. And I believe I became so brave and courageous and so strong because of my sister. Because at that time I understood that there are shoes now that I need to fill. I'm a parent, I have to be a brother, I have to be a friend, and I've never been here before. And after the burial, I believe that's when the death started because everybody's leaving. It's becoming quiet. It's, that's, that's when, that's the moment that it becomes real. Yeah, and, and that's the moment where I can, I can process all the emotions. And I'm being confronted by sorrow. And at that time, it's my grandmom, my sister and I, it is very quiet. How, how old were the both of you at the time? My sister was, was 10 and I was 15. Mm. And at the time when I was going through this sorrow and being able to process the emotions, realizing that there's somebody who's missing in the house. Mm. Yes, maybe it's because of the funeral arrange, uh, arrangements, it has been busy, but now it's time for you to be present in your emotions, mm. be in the moment. And one thing that I realized when I was in that dark space was that my mom taught me everything, but she never taught me how to live without, without her. Mm. And I realized that in so many instances, she has told me to be strong. Mm. And I never knew that there will come a time where I will need that strength to bear the pain that was sitting inside of me. Why do you think he did this? Why do you think he took your mother's life? And in the manner that he did it, because the violence is very personal. I believe it's because he realized that my mom doesn't want him anymore. He, she, has, she has realized that she deserves better. And because of him being so dependent on my mom's forgiveness, mm. to her, it became as a shock to say as many times as you have forgiven me, why now? Mm. And I believe that's when it clicked in, in his mind that my mom is one of the people who are kind-hearted and never again 
shall he get somebody who is as kind-hearted as my mom, who will give him second chances mm. more than I can count. Did you ever, in the time that you had observed him and his behavior, how he treated your mom, even suspect that he was capable of taking her life? No, I, I, I never suspected that he, he was capable of doing that because remember the, the emotional abuse, it took so long and the physical abuse happened in, in, in a short period of time. Mm. So I never thought that at any point it will escalate to that. Mm. Mm. And does that make um, the grief harder because of the shock of something that you never thought could happen? Yes, it, it, it made the, the grief to be harder because of how unbelievable it was. I would say everything looked like a movie, mm. to say this is happening so fast. And the grieving went on for, for the longest of time. And time and again, I get triggers. Mm. On her birthday, I get triggers. On Mother's Day, I get triggers. Mm. On Women's Day, I get triggers. Mm. When I get on social media and there are cases of, of GBV, I get so triggered. Mm. And one trigger that I, that I had, and it has teared me apart, was having to go to university and the first week I went to university, my grandmom passed on. Mm. And it became so hard for me mm. because as much as I had the fear to turn the next page or turn to the next chapter without my mom, that was the person, my grandmom was the person whom I would say was my pillar of strength. And now I'm embarking on a journey of my education. Mm. So there isn't that person who will take pride in my accomplishment. When I graduate, there isn't anybody who will be ululating and mm. celebrating me for the success that I would have achieved. So at the time when my grandmom passed on, in fact, the week when I went to, I packed for, to, to go to, to university, she was not okay. And I believe it's because of, we lived with her for the longest of time. So when I had to go to university in 2014, she was saying to me, you can't be going to university. And I believe those were the moments where she was saying to herself, I can't lose you to the world, mm. like I've lost my kids. Mm. And when I received the news, and I received them from the social media. Mm. You found out on social media? Yes. And I believe 
it's again that time where my my family is trying to gain the courage on how they are going to deliver the news. But it's unfortunate some of my friends have heard about the news. They are texting me. And what I did was to put on my sneakers, took my headset. I'm in my figuring at the time at Northwest University. I just arrived. It has only been a week. I took my headset. I played the music very loud. I ran to an unknown place. Mm. All I needed was just to run, hoping that this is something that will release the pain. And at that moment, I was saying to God, I'm tired of losing. Mm. I remember when I was running, I didn't even see the cars that were coming behind. And I had the hooters. The drivers were hooting at me, but I never cared. Because all I wanted was to release that pain. I had to go home. When I get there, people are gathered. And now I believe that my grandmom is normal. They will call me my aunt and say, your grandmom is asking, what is it that you are eating? Are you in a comfortable space? And at that time when I left home and I saw that she was not well, I started not praying for myself. Mm. I prayed for her more than I prayed for myself. And it's unfortunate. She passed on. And at that time, again, I don't get the chance to process the emotions. I need mm. to go back and pursue my dreams. And now I'm alone mm. at rest, at school. Now I'm triggered again. After everything that you've been through, having lost a father, having lost a mother so brutally, and now your grandmother, yeah. how... How is your sister doing today? I believe she's, she, she's in a better mental state because I'm her best friend. We talk about everything. How she feels. I've taught her how to be expressive to say, if you are feeling that there is a pain that is sitting out mm. inside you, you should take it out. You shouldn't keep anything on your chest. Mm. We talk about this event time and again and say, how are you feeling? How are you doing now? And she's so rooted in spirituality. She will say to me, in all the circumstances that you go through, God still loves us. And God has proven his faithfulness. And we are the proof of his greatness. We have experienced his mercy. We have experienced his goodness. We have experienced his grace. Mm. And at all times, 
when we are going through the storms and the tribulation, he always reminds me of our Mutimisantilimuti. He's still the God who carried us and he's going to carry us through. And I hope, I hope you can hold on to that. I don't yeah. even need to ask if you are okay because I can tell you're still in deep grief. I can tell that it's still very difficult for you. Yeah. And it's so hard. Um, it's hard for me to listen to how your mother's life was taken away. And worse of all, it reminds us of GBV cases when people say, but why didn't you leave? Your mother did leave. She left. She did something about it, but that still did not save her from the fate that she had to face in the end. And I'm so sorry for that. Um, your story, you have overcome so, so much. Thank you so much for opening up to us. Thank you so much for just sharing how, as you said, mudimuteng. Yeah, he's, he's so faithful. And I remember when I was still in, in university, one morning I, I woke up, because I think after my, my, my grandmom's passing, I never wanted any relationship with God. So for me to get to, to where I am, I had to work on getting closer to him. And it is because of I was angry. I was also blaming myself to say, God, why didn't you make sure? Because they say you are the omnipotent mm. and you are the almighty. Why didn't you make sure that I arrived safe at that incident? I could have made sure that her life doesn't flash before her eyes. And if you are almighty and so powerful, why did you let it happen? Mm. And I didn't pray for, for some time. I'll go to classes, I'll laugh very loud. And little did people know that for me to laugh that loud, I was shutting down the suicidal thoughts that I had. And I believe at that time I was going through a depression mm. because there were times where I will go to class after class. I will get out of the lecture hall. I will want to be in the midst of people so that I don't be, I'm, I'm not alone. Mm. And so that I can have the conversation and love very loud mm. so that I can shut down those suicidal thoughts. But again, sometimes I, I would become an antisocial being to say I want to be with myself. Mm. And when I get to my room, I will shut the door and scream very loud and close the curtains because at that time I didn't want any light. Mm. But it is through that that I discovered that the wound, it is the place where the light enters you. And the trauma that I've went through, it is not my responsibility, but the healing is. And I think the most difficult thing was confronting the pain because it's you revisiting and reliving the moment. Even if I'm not going to that place of sin, but in my mind, I have to ask myself, who did it? Mm. How did it happen? Mm. Why did they do it? But you are here today. 
yeah. you are here. Despite it all. Despite it all, you are able to talk about it. And for that, we are truly grateful. Thank you so, so much for coming to talk to us. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. Gender-based violence can literally end in the death of a person. A woman tried to leave and she found herself losing her life. And a family that is left with the loss and the gaping hole of somebody who is no longer there. Sending love and light to each and every one of you who have had to witness and be an audience member to the pain and to the loss of somebody who died at the hands of their partner. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Have a good night. Next time on Unpacked. Do you feel that it was implied because you're not eating properly that you're now in this position? So for someone to come, you know, into my space and tell me what I haven't been doing and that this disease is my fault, it's, it's so incredibly traumatizing. The diagnosis literally affected each and every aspect of my life. Mm. There you are, you marry, you've been married for years and there's still no baby. for watching Unpacked with Rileb Khilema Make sure you subscribe to my channel where you can get to watch more episodes. But more importantly, you can be part of our online community. Comment down below, share with us who you'd like to see on the show, what story you'd like us to discuss. We love engaging with you. Keep it coming and don't forget to subscribe.